Hey, what is up? And welcome to this featured Friday episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento, and I am so excited because we're making history here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast today. In over 400 episodes, this is the first time we're ever bringing a legal expert on. And gosh, am I excited that of out of all the lawyers out there, it's Wesley Henderson that's joining us here today. Wesley is an incredible guest. He is a dad of three boys. He runs a 10 person business law firm with his brother. I like their website. It says, good brothers, good lawyers. Really basic and simple. Wesley's such a fun dude to talk to because he knows his stuff. He loves entrepreneurship. He's been bitten by the entrepreneurship bug just like all of us were, so he knows why we're all here. And I'm gonna be talking to Wesley about what the heck we need to know when it comes to the legal aspect of starting or growing your business. This is gonna be a fun one. Without further ado, let's dive into my interview with Wesley Henderson. Dude, Wesley, welcome to the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Man, that's quite an intro. I like that. Dude, I love it. Honestly, I'm excited. And I'll tell you what, when you and I were exchanging emails, you know the reputation that lawyers have. I was like, is this dude going to make a good podcast guest? But getting to know you, I'm so excited that it's you that's here with us today. Yeah, some of us are all right. Not many, but some of us are all right. (laughs) <laughs> so obviously we're going to jump into so many things here today and we are going to talk about the legal side of starting and growing a business and I'm really excited to talk to you about Drafted Legal. I know that that's something that you guys felt really passionately about launching to benefit entrepreneurs but kick it at the beginning with us. What the heck do we need to know and think about when it comes to the legal side of starting a business? Yeah, so um, you know, we try to focus on just the fundamentals. You know, kind of the idea is if you're you're starting a business, you want to do it with confidence and know that you're going to wake up four years from now, hopefully when you're making money or two years or one year, and not be in a oh crap moment that, that something bad happens. So what we try to focus on is getting the fundamentals, and so we we kind of look at like a four prong approach basically to to cover. Uh, you know, the business and protect it from any major catastrophes. Uh, You know, first, I always tell people your conduct, like how you treat people may has a huge deal with, you know, who ends up in disputes and who doesn't, you know, who has good relationships with their clients, uh, that sort of thing. We always will run into people who will say, I hadn't had a lawyer in 20 years. I said, well, that's good. Tell me about that. And when I start to learn about their business, you see a lot of they're very clear with their clients up front. When there's a dispute, they jump right on it and and try to treat it fairly. Um, you know, they don't send those nasty emails to people. You know, they they work towards resolving it and kind of being fair to their client or customers. The kind of next layer to that that I would say is contracts, and that is all right. We've got a kind of verbal deal and understanding. I've been doing marketing. Here's um, here's what we say we're going to do for you. And then you put it really clear on the sheet of paper and we can go into this a little bit more, but it's, uh, you know, there's marketing, there's emails, there's phone calls, there's text messages. You just want to have that moment of clarity where it's like, well, 
you know, you've said stuff, I've said stuff, but this is exactly what we're doing. Are you good with that? Kind of that proverbial handshake moment, even if you do it over, uh, you know, electronically, um, which is totally fine. Uh, and then, you know, that sits there by like setting the expectations. And if someone's off, you say, well, you know, look, this, we already talked about this. So you can kind of hold them accountable that way. But usually when it's done well, you, you know, you're real clear on what you do and what you don't do. Uh, it it kind of, you know, prevents that contract from ever having to be brought up again. Uh, the next kind of layer that you'll see of protection in businesses uh, would be like insurance. You know, if you have a physical place of business, you have, you're doing health, you know, where physical injuries can happen. You want to have a little layer of that sort of larger liability protection. Uh, and then finally, the LLC. I mean, you hear about it all the time, but they're awesome. People can almost underestimate how good of a bang for their buck really they are because they insulate the person from both debts and like liabilities. I'll say somebody you know, is injured physically in a restaurant and stays within that LLC. But then also if they owe, you know, a vendor money for fruits and vegetables, that sort of thing. Uh, same thing in, in whatever your business would be. So, you know, like in, in the state I'm in, South Carolina, it costs $110, 125 now, I think, to file the LLC. And you never have to pay another fee. So you get this amazing... Um, liability protection, you do have to kind of, you know, check the box on some formalities and, you know, you want to have an operating agreement and you've got to do it right. And you need to have a separate business bank account just to make sure that everything is separate. Uh, but as long as you do that, you get this great, uh, you know, liability protection that kind of, you know, you get to, to decide how much you risk in your business. So whatever money's in that bank account, whatever assets are owned by that business, um, is what you're risking. So that that's kind of our basic sort of, you know, big picture, I guess, liability, like, you know, protections, business protections. There's obviously a lot of other things. We um, can talk about trademarks, I think, is, a, is another important thing we recommend people to look at on the front end. Cool. I definitely want to dive into LLCs. And I'll tell you what, Wesley, when you and your team reached out to me about you coming on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast, I'll be honest with you, because one thing you didn't ask me personally is, Brian, how come you've never had a lawyer in over 400 episodes? Isn't that essential part of starting a business? And if you had asked me, my answer would be, we never get clear answers from lawyers. Lawyers are always like, well, it depends. This is good, but it depends. And one thing I love about the way that you guys do business is that you are clearly advocates for LLCs. And as newer entrepreneurs, I remember I started my first business when I was 19 and nobody would give me that definitive answer. They were like, well, you should be an LLC if this, you should be a C Corp if this, you should be an S Corp if that. I'm like, I'm turning to you because I want your expertise. So walk us through that. What is with your love for LLCs? LLCs, is it a business entity that you think entrepreneurs should embrace as much as you have, or are there special considerations? And just to really convolute the question, because you're a lawyer, so you're going to dissect all this for us. When is too soon or too late to start an LLC? Beautiful questions. I'll make it simple for you because I believe in uh, having some action and an LLC is almost never going to be wrong. Um, there may be some scenarios and, and here are the scenarios where you would do a corporation. If you're trying to raise money, like, you know, 
a million dollars from, and you need to be able to transfer ownership a lot. But if it's you and a few other owners, the LLC is perfect. It's exactly what it's de- designed for. Um, you know, you'll hear this is a good thing for your audience to know. You'll hear this sort of S corp versus LLC conversation. Are you familiar with? with have you researched this or heard this? Yeah, we hear all these things. I, I think. Yeah. Wesley, you're kind. You guys like to make it complicated. That's why I love how simple you're going to yeah, make it for yeah, us. Yeah. So, that, so that's kind of a, the whole thing is a little bit of a misnomer because it's not an LLC versus uh, S Corp. So the S Corp thing, it's actually an S election. It's sub sub chapter S election. So it doesn't matter if you're an LLC or not. So people are making it confusing just by phrasing a, a conversation that way. You can be do subchapter S out of a corporation or an LLC. For example, our law firm is an LLC and we file as an S. The reason people do it is you can save on uh, distributions made to owners. And that's an accountant conversation. But the point for your audience is to know that you can go get an LLC and everybody's telling you S Corp, S Corp. And it's true. There's a lot of benefits to that. You can talk to your accountant and they can take your LLC and file. It's a one page filing to do the S Corp. So that's not an either or. Uh, so this is why we like the LLC so much. It's so flexible. And you've got, you know, you can set up your ownership almost any way you want to. You don't have annual like minutes requirements. Uh, we do a handle with our law firm disputes, uh, you know, lawsuits, litigation, uh, and corporations are held to a higher standard. They have to have meeting minutes. And if you fail to do that, it can kind of expose, you know, the, the corporate veil. Basically, you can get through it easier uh, if they're not meeting the formality. So the whole thing is so much easier on LLCs. And it's just if you jump in an LLC, you're asking about when to do it. I would say whenever you take your business, you know, serious, whenever you're like, this is, and that doesn't mean leaping from your job or, you know, but whenever you want to hire a client or have a client hire you, you should think about getting the LLC. There's a, there's a mindset shift to it. It's like, all right, no more listening to, uh, this book or this podcast. I'm planning. I might do this later. It's, it's time for me to run this business. You file the LLC and it's kind of a, it it's the moment we're doing it and you you're treating yourself like a real business there's a real benefit to that that we see um with people who kind of have a hesitation on charging people and you know just really getting it off the ground and taking themselves seriously when you get the llc you go get uh simple but good contracts in place and it it shows to your client your attention to detail and kind of sets the stage it's like shows you that you take care you know there's a there's a saying that says how you do one thing is how you do everything um and i think there's there's some truth to that and i like that saying we we say it around our law firm and say it to my kids and all that too is just uh and it shows like hey this is what you can expect this level of professionalism this level of attention to detail this level of service uh so i think it's a positive when you show that to your client Rather than, you know, I think sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to scare them off. I've got, you know, I don't have a, uh, you know, that many clients, but you can write them in a way where you're not scaring them off. You're just, it's clarity is what you're searching for. So I, I think it's a, you know, a, a win-win. 
Yeah, Wesley, I had never thought about the legal side of running a business in, first of all, the mindset terms that you talked about. Whereas when you told that story about, you know, it it is a mindset shift when you incorporate, you start taking yourself more seriously. It brought me right back. I was 21 years old when I finally filed my first LLC after starting my first business when I was 19. And yeah, I went all out. I paid for like the leather bound book from LegalZoom and all that. And it was just, it just sat on my desk for months. And I was like, I'm legit now. It made me feel so legit. So it's incredible what that tiny step can do from you. I already dropped LegalZoom as a name, and I don't like LegalZoom for a lot of different reasons. And I know we're going to talk about drafted legal towards the end of this episode, which is something that you and your brother have started together, which I absolutely love. It serves entrepreneurs of all levels. But I do want to talk about the elephant in the room. And it's definitely the elephant in the room anytime a lawyer is involved. And that is, Wesley, it sounds cool to have contracts. It sounds cool to incorporate. How expensive is all this stuff going to be? Um, it, it can be expensive. This is why, that's why we have two companies now. Um, you know, I think you're probably looking at just straight to it as you know, most lawyers are running on hourly rates or flat fees, which basically mimic the hourly rates are just done it enough to where they know it. You know, when someone comes and, and hires us to just start working with their company, it's or starting their business, we're usually looking at starting at around twenty five hundred or five thousand dollars. And that's because we want to get to know the business. You know, there's initial consultations. You got to know the industry. You want to know the um, nuances of how they practice it. Um, and then we like to see them get in all the risk management documents, not just the the quickest uh, thing. You know, we, we want to make sure we're touching everything. So we kind of look at it as, you know, using our law firm as more of a full service uh, um, deal. Uh, and also, one, you know, when you go into a law firm, it's, you know, our malpractice carriers online, my reputation's on the line. Uh, everyone in here is on the line. So there's no real halfway measure when you walk into the lawyer's office. So it can be expensive. You know, we got to keep records for seven years and you got, you know, like there's just the intake process is several hours getting to know. So there is, um, when you're working one-on-one, it's the ideal. I think anytime you have money for it, um, to do that, because having good customized advice is great. We get calls nonstop from our clients who trust us saying like, Hey, do you have five minutes? I just want to run this by you. I think I'm fine. Um, so you're developing that sort of relationship with someone that you can call on to, as a sounding board, brainstorm with, double check things with. So that's a different type of, you know, we, we look at them as long-term relationships with our, our clients and businesses. Um, but they do take a little more than meets the eye. Um, so it, it is an expensive en- endeavor, more expensive than we want. You know, this is why we we have this alternate route. We used to do a lot of uh, kind of, I guess you call it pro, pro bono, but like free workshops. And then people would call us and we would, you know, help them out, especially as we were getting started, um, you know, help them, you know, point them towards doing their own LLC. It, it's not the hardest thing in the world to go set up your own LLC. And we had these checklists prepared for everybody. And they really appreciated it. And and the reason we kind of don't do it anymore is we're trying, you know, we're, we're, we've poured all that energy into this new company to help serve entrepreneurs better. 
But the reality is, is my day got, you know, shortened. I, you know, as you mentioned, I got three kids, so I got to leave, you know, at a certain time. I, I've only got so much time to, um, you know, keep the law firm going and, and help my existing clients, but then help people that I want to help. So we found a new route to do it. And we basically do it by prepackaging the legal and having excellent customer service, but without having the law firm aspect that holds everything to a higher, more customized standard. Sorry, Wesley, I was just scrolling through your website because there's so much that I want to dive into about this stuff and you gave us an awesome overview. But I do want to go deeper into like, let's talk about templates, for example. It's one thing that I'm looking at on your website. I want you to speak to, because a large swath of the entrepreneur to entrepreneur audience, they are those solo entrepreneurs who are thinking to themselves, well, Wesley, I've made it up to this point. I know I'm not necessarily taking my business as serious as I should be yet, but what template should I even be considering? And Wesley, I want to cue this up to you, fully understanding that sometimes legal issues are like insurance, where it's just like nobody wants insurance until you need it. So what are those? Because we're hearing about the four pillars, conduct, contracts, insurance, the LLC. What are the templates that are really top of mind on a day-to-day basis for these entrepreneurs? Top of mind, client agreement, client or customer, whoever you're you're selling to, that's you know number one because that's the number one source of di- dispute. Two would probably be like uh, your employee or independent contractor. Um, the client customer one we'll talk about um, just real briefly. What you're all you're trying to do there is be really clear on what you're giving them and what you're getting from them. You know, it, it, the legal term is called consideration. For a contract to be valid, both sides have to get something. So usually it's they're giving you money in exchange for a product or service. You just want to say it and say it that simply as, you know, um, you're uh, writing an operating agreement for me in exchange for $500. That's the deal. Um, As we know, our businesses are more nuanced. Clients are more nuanced. You know, if you're a consultant, how many sessions are there? What happens if someone cancels a session 30 minutes in advance, five minutes in advance, two days in advance. Um, What happens if they come and they're not ready, didn't do their homework, you know, that sort of stuff. It's the most important thing to me, I think, is making sure that your template is understands your industry. This is, this is where I take issue with LegalZoom and some of the other products out there. They're, they say different words at the top, but they're very generic in their clauses. So that makes it almost more convoluted sometimes. You know, if it's a um, consultant, you need to be talking about the sessions and rescheduling and, uh, you know, the termination, what happens when the parties want to get out of it. So you want to contemplate, you know, the first step is just being clear on, hey, here's our handshake deal. Now we're writing it, but this is our understanding. Uh, And then you want to um, reasonably entertain what to do if things go wrong? Someone doesn't show up for the for the session. How do we handle it? Someone doesn't pay. Uh, a good example of someone not not paying. So you want to kind of have the stick in your back pocket if you need it. So one thing we use in our contracts is uh, kind of a two-fold approach. We'll put late fees. So you want to be real clear, hey, this is when payment's due, and then there will be a late fee so that that creates urgency. But there's another really important clause that you must put in there. And it's called a prevailing party clause, also referred to sometimes as an attorney's fees clause. And here's why it matters. Let's say that someone owes you $2,000 or $3,000. And you say, well, you've, you've, 
emailed them, called them, not getting a response. And you call a lawyer and they say, okay, I, I think they do owe it to you and you got a good case, but I need $5,000 to go sue them. You say, well, that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to pay you five and I'll get two back, best case scenario. What a prevailing party clause does is makes it where the client, if they've signed this agreement, pays your attorney's fees if you prevail. That's why they call it prevailing party. So what that does then is you call this lawyer and you say, well, let me email them real quick or you know whatever and explain to them what they're risking. So you say, look, you can pay the 3,000 right now or you're gonna end up paying 10, 15, 20,000, you know, a year from now. And that can, you know, they can help them find the money they need to find to, to get you paid. So it gives that urgency. And again, that's not, you're not trying to have relationships like that with your client. The whole goal here is to prevent that and to set yourself up for success. But it does give you options when that happens. And it does happen. And hopefully you set it up so that you're in a position of strength and that you can go enforce this. So, you, you don't have to end up going and litigating. You can say, look, this is what it is. You know, let's get this resolved. And, and then it makes it easier to resolve it. Yeah, for sure. And I love the way that you talk about this. You're right. In such simplistic terms. And for everybody who's listening to this episode right now thinking, well, I get it. Theoretically, I get everything that Wesley's saying and I can see the benefits of having this in my business, but I am concerned about how the heck do I make all this a reality? Do I give Wes a call? And so that's why I'm really excited. I've already brought it up a few times because I am so excited about what you guys are doing at Drafted Legal and we're definitely going to close with that. But before we get there, I'm just really teasing Drafted Legal at this point, Wesley. By the end of it, people are just going to be loving it. But before we get there, the one thing I do want to talk about is specifically stuff on the internet. Because within the world of entrepreneurship, so many of us are involved in internet marketing. We deal with clients on the internet. We don't really have much in-person interaction these days. And with that comes a whole new set of legal things that arise. For example, a few years ago, I don't know if you remember the, the GDPR craze where everybody was like, your entire website needs to change. You need to add these disclaimers. And small business owners, big companies have legal teams that can handle it. But small business owners were saying, does this apply to me? Do I need to do anything? And it's just the overbearing, one, the cost of it, if you do want to address it, and if you don't address it, the fear of saying, I'm out of compliance, is this gonna bite me in the butt? What's your advice to those smaller entrepreneurs about staying on top of new and ever-shifting legal landscape online? Yeah, just a, a compliance perspective is kind of what you're hitting on. And it's, I mean, it's difficult. The GDPR, you think, what does this have to do with us? It's across the pond, but and I have no doubt we'll have some privacy type uh, things coming out in the United States. Uh, you know, on a budget, I would say try to find the best resource you can to make sure that you're buying, you know, like compliant and updated attorney drafted type agreements. In terms of keeping up with it, you know, there there ends up being so much stuff on the internet and it's really good sometimes and it's really bogus sometimes you know like the s corp versus llc is just kind of like this sort of made up uh versus that is all over the internet and there, it doesn't make any sense uh so it's hard to you know you read from one to another uh you know it, it's one of the i guess savviness aspects of, of running a business my best recommendation is just find a resource that you trust um, there is, you know, in, in the law, there's a lot of, uh, good faith elements. What that means is if you're, um, 
trying and doing something in good faith. You're not like trying to defraud somebody. You're not misrepresenting them. You're not a bad actor. Um, you get more leeway. So like in our state, we have uh, certain types of damages that are available to people who are in bad faith that wouldn't happen if you're in good faith. So let's say you hire an attorney and got, you know, um, you know, not great advice, then a judge or jury would be forced to give you some leeway on those, you know, other penalties. And I think the same would, would probably happen for an online entrepreneur. If you say, look, I went to this website, it was reputable. Um, I relied on them. It wasn't like I was ignoring it. It was just, I was doing the best I could. And I, I think that's a decent place to come from until you can hire a lawyer. I obviously think that's a good resource to have it, but you know, we understand there's, you know, we bootstrapped our law firm. We, you know, we understand what it's like. There's lawyers not top of the list in terms of investments. So until then, it's just do the best you can. Try to find a, a good resource you trust that keeps it simple. And, uh, you know, a lot of the legal stuff is just making sure you have the peace of mind to go and grow and focus on, uh, you know, your business. So you're not like, you know, staying up at night. Like, did I do this? Did I do that? Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I know that didn't clear. That was maybe that was a, the lawyer answer you were afraid of. But, you know, in lieu of hiring a lawyer, I think that's the best you're, you know, best shot you got. Yeah. And actually, I, I would counter that. I don't think it was necessarily a lawyer answer because here's the thing is that a lot of the law industry, a lot of the insurance industry, they do operate on fear. And that was particularly using GDPR as the example. I saw every entrepreneurial Facebook group I was in, every community I was at, every event that I was attending at that time, everyone was fearful of GDPR. And that's why I think really tying this together with the four pillars that you discuss, conduct, contracts, insurance, LLC, if you conduct yourself in a good faith way across the board, it works in your advantage. And that kind of is a legal blanket that provides you protection when these things change. So, Wesley, I feel like we're only touching the tip of the iceberg. If people are sitting here saying, gosh, this is so much information and it makes it clear that I should address these things, it's worthy. I just don't know if I have the money. I've been here crawling the drafted legal website while we've been talking just so that people have some context through drafted legal, which is kind of the, the do it yourself or done with you service that Wesley provides via his, his, the second entity of his law agency. For example, getting an LLC formation is $197. You guys, we're not talking about thousands of dollars here in legal fees. So Wesley, I want you at this point to really tie this episode together. Talk to us about Drafted Legal. Yeah, I'd love to. This is uh, how I kind of um, know even more than I, I did about online businesses. You know, we started our law firm over seven years ago now, and we've probably had this uh, drafted legal in the works for the last four years. And, and it's really been uh, a very fun, kind, you know, a lot of law day to day can be adversarial, but it's been just purely helping people. And every, every time we work with someone on, we say, help me make this better, help me make this better, because the whole idea is to empower, you know, entrepreneurs to take that action, just Get that LLC, get that contract, and come back and look at it later when you have time to, to hire a lawyer. So if you go on our website, it's draftedlegal.com, we've got a start here button, and it just tells you what you need to do to just pure compliance. Uh, get an LLC, that, that's optional, but I don't think you should view it as optional. I think you should just get it and go. Um, it's not terribly expensive, and it gives you so much protection. 
Um, there is uh, a step on there about how to name your business. So we could, you know, there's a, a download you can get that, that shows you how to see if someone else is using your name. This is a, a really important aspect of starting the business because we fall in love with our name and get a logo and start branding. And then the next thing you know, uh, someone in, you know, Austin, Texas has been using the same name and you got yourself a problem. So we've just got a handful of steps right there, places to, you can go to the USPTO, which is the, the federal tra trademark database and go put your name in there. And then we've got a few other things and show you, you know, how to make sure your name's clear. Uh, talks about business licenses and, and then get templates. So we've got kind of a one, two, three, four, how to start it. We've also got some courses on there just for information. Uh, the thing that we keep getting good feedback about is our customer service. Um, we always make sure everybody feels uh, in a good spot. It's not, you know, us being lawyers, you know, we're not writing the temp the contract for you, uh, but we do a great job making sure you know what you need, you're getting what you need. Everything comes with both a video that explains it and also a, like a, a PDF that explains what the clause is and why it's there. Uh, another thing I think is really important is it's your, it's your contract. Thing that drives me kind of nuts when see people with just, you know, downloaded whatever they say, I don't really know what it says. It doesn't match what they're doing in real life which causes a, a really big problem. So you want to understand it. That's why we try to write them really simply. And, you know, we kind of tell you like, hey, you can erase these, don't erase these last, you know, eight clauses because they're there to protect you. But so that you, you know, can take some ownership over your, your contract so that when someone asks you, they say, well, what's this? And you just explain it to them. And almost every time they're like, oh, that makes sense. I understand. And then you move on from it. Uh, you know, another thing like, you know, the LLC fee, uh, we teach you basically how to save, you know, uh, like LegalZoom and, and others. They'll charge you 250 bucks a year to be a registered agent. The registered agent is just the person that gets the mail. We provide that service for some of our clients that want some privacy. But, you know, uh, like for drafted legal, I'm the, I'm the registered agent. It's my face. It's my name. Everybody knows it. There's nothing for me to hide behind. And in fact, if I'm getting sued or have a tax problem, that's who they're mailing, I want to know immediately. And so that's one of those like sort of upsells that they wrap you in that I think we do a good job of understanding entrepreneurs because, you know, 95% are going to say, oh, I'll, I'll save that too. You know, it's a recurring 250, 250, 250. You look out three or four years, spend a thousand dollars, didn't need to. Um, there are some scenarios where people want it and that's fine, but uh, it's, it's totally unnecessary. You could just do it yourself and it's free. So um, we set it up so that it, it's as cost efficient as possible. It's protective as possible. And you have that peace of mind that you feel good that it's done right and that you understand it. And then we've got the customer service to, to back it up if, if, there, um, if there's any questions. Yeah, peace of mind. That is overwhelmingly the feeling that I have through hearing you talk about all these legal issues, Wesley. And that's why I cannot recommend Drafted Legal enough to each and every one of you that's listening. If you're out there saying, well, I can't afford a lawyer just yet, you can still benefit from Wesley and his genius and how simple he makes things by going to draftedlegal.com. It's not just about LLC formation there. There are contracts that you can get there. There's actually, fun fact, Wesley didn't even say this, but there's a lot of free PDFs that you 
you can download there. So if you don't know where to turn to, there are free resources for you. So there's no reason for you not to go to draftedlegal.com. Wesley, you've been a wealth of knowledge. I would love to pick your brain even further about this as we get more questions from entrepreneur to entrepreneur listeners. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Absolutely, Brian. And if, if any of your audience has any questions, have them reach out to me. Uh, you've been such a good host. We're going to do 20% off. Just put the code Brian in and, uh, you know, anybody needs anything and they, you know, if they send an email, I'll end up seeing it. So, um, you know, we want to be as helpful as we possibly can to your audience. That's incredible. So enter the promo code Brian for 20% off. You heard it here first. Thank you so much, Wesley. I appreciate that on behalf of my entire audience. And honestly, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.